and we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. I want to say thank you to everybody for joining this week. This is the final episode of this season, final episode of season two. Thank you for everybody who's been riding with me, supporting, sending a text, um, all of that. I just want to thank everybody. This started out as an idea that has continued to grow. Um, We have now done over 10,000, what do you call it, streams, downloads. I probably want to learn the the proper terms or whatever. Um, Over 10,000. So I thank everybody who is listening, continues to listen uh, to what's crazy, a large number of listeners in the UK. Um, few in India. Um, I guess India fuck with me a little bit, huh? That's pretty dope. Um, so this is the final episode of season two. We will be on a hiatus for eight weeks. Long ass time, but it goes quick. Um, and we'll be back improving, doing what we do. Y'all know how we do. Um, Oh, real quick. In the eight weeks, though, you can check me out on the uh, check the podcast out on the podcast Instagram page. It is I, the letter I underscore got a story. The number two and tell I underscore I underscore got a story. The number two and tell um, follow the IG. Now, y'all know how we do before we get going. Got to give someone their flowers. And this week, I'm giving flowers to my great-grandmother, Dia, who's no longer here. I want to say thank you for the foundation and everything that you laid for this family. Um, you're going on to glory now, um, and it's dope. And I know you're watching over us and seeing all the great things that the family has accomplished. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And with that being said, y'all, I got a story to tell. Let's go. takes place over three different periods of time and before we get going i want to give a shout out to my guy my brother my dude dj kev nash who allowed me to tell a part of this story on his uh podcast entitled the rewind podcast so brother thank you um but i wanted to be able to tell the entire story so let's get to it now like I said, this story takes place over three different time periods, but it started, I was uh, 17 years old, and it's like March, April, somewhere around there of 1996. I'm actually in a few months going to be graduating high school and going off to college. But I'm at the crib on this Saturday. My boy hits me up. He's like, hey, what you doing? I say, I ain't doing shit, shit. He says, I'm about to go get some work in over on the field at Withrow. Shout out to everybody who went to Withrow High School in the Natty. He says, I'm about to go get some work in. Come meet me. I'm like, I bet. So I got to catch two buses from where I live on Corain Avenue over to Hyde Park where Withrow is. So I get over there, but I can't find my boy. He's nowhere to be found. 
So I'm walking around for the longest looking for him and never running to him, never seen. I start walking down the stadium stairs at Withrow. Now, anybody who's ever gone to Withrow, y'all know the architecture at Withrow High School is immaculate. It is beautiful. So I'm walking down the stairs and I see a little black cassette tape sitting right there on the ground. I pick it up, put it in my pocket. I didn't have a Walkman at the time. So what do I do? I say, you know what? When I get to the crib, I'm going to throw it on and listen to it. Catch my two buses home, get home. Throw it on the, the uh, dresser, but I don't throw it in the tape deck. I'm like, I right, get to it. A few days pass. I come home from school. I'm like, man, let me throw this tape on. Let me see what it's talking about. So I throw it on. The DJ comes on. He's on his DJ shit. Y'all know what it is, DJ such and such. I got all the hits and yada, 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 all that shit, right? Y'all know how DJs used to do. He talking this shit what seems like five minutes. Then he says something that makes me stop listening to the goddamn cassette tape. He says, I'm about to kill y'all with the heat from my nigga Chino XL. Let me pump the brakes on this. Now, y'all know the Source Magazine. For our hip-hop, you know, listeners and, and, and enthusiasts and all that shit and fans... Y'all know the source was our Bible when it came to hip-hop music. One thing about the source, you could always look in there and see the different advertisements and publications, and, and, and uh, not publications, but um, the advertisement for new albums that are coming out. And one that would always stick out that I would always see was Chino XL. And I like would look at it, like I don't, he was like a, either a Puerto Rican nigga or like a Native American nigga, and he had like the um like these long braids and i thought he was like rather whack right just off his appearance i'm like oh this nigga's corny nigga. so i stopped the tape because i was like i don't want to hear no chino xl i don't want to hear shit he has to talk about i'm judging him based off his appearance which you shouldn't do so i stopped the tape take it out throw it back on the dresser leave it alone a few days later come home from school Walking around the crib for a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Let me throw this tape in on the other side. Hopefully it's not a whole album of Chino XL. But more than likely it will be. So I'm like, oh man. So I throw it in. Right? Throw it on. Hit play. And what do I hear? I'm out for presidents to represent me. I'm like, oh shit oh man the beat has me the beat has me I'm like whoa this is this something like totally different because I was such a big west coast fan at the time like super huge west coast fan because I loved like the beats um all of that right so around that time i was a huge tupac fan everything Pac made i was listening to like everything snoop dre all of that and so when i hear this beat and then i i recognize the sample a well both samples i recognize the Nas sample and then i recognize the um like the the, the melodic doom, doom, 
that part, which came from Lonnie Liston Smith's song, um, A Garden of Peace. So I knew that, right? I knew that part. So I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be dope. Because I felt like it wasn't like a hip hop quote unquote beat, it was more like music, so to speak. So I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be, this is gonna be something to behold, right? So I'm sitting there, beat building. I'm like, oh shit, this is about to be like next level. And then when I heard the lyrics, when I heard like the lyrics and Jay-Z comes on in the voice, I'm like, damn. And he gets to the part where he says, um, I'm here to tell niggas it ain't all swell. There's heaven. And there's hell, niggas. One day you're cruising in a seven. Next day you're sweating. Forgetting your lies. Alibis ain't matching up. Bullshit catching up. You hit with the Rico. They repo your vehicle. Everything was all good just a week ago. About to start bitching, ain't you? Ready to start snitching, ain't you? I forgive your weak ass. Hustling just ain't you. It was the first time I'd heard the downside. That, you know, the street life, right? Because before that, artists, like rap artists, just always glorified the, the beauty of it. The money, the women, the cars, you know, that shit. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, this is different. Like, this is, this is different. So I start feeling like, damn, I've never heard no shit like this. I'm a big hip-hop fan. It's like, hip-hop artists can say the same shit. Like, you can relay the same message, but how you say it, if it's creative, people are going to be like, oh, shit. Like, artists used to be, like, for an example, you'd hear some hip-hop artists, you know, I'm from a rough area, people getting shot, yada, 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 right? People dying, right? But then you have, like, Jay-Z who would say shit like, where I'm from, you can't put your vest away and say you'll wear it tomorrow because the day after we'll be saying, damn, I was just with him yesterday. So it was like the same message, but how he was saying it was so different. So it had me hooked. I'm like, oh, shit. This is different, right? So I listened to that song like, rewind, play again, rewind, play again. So I had this dude that I was cool with named Jason. So I tell Jason, I'm like, hey, man, you got to hear this dude Chino XL. <laughs> So I don't know this is Hove yet, right? I don't know this is Jay-Z. I know this in my mind that th I'm thinking this is Chino XL. So I tell my boy, I'm like, man, you got to hear Chino XL. My boy who's a hip-hop head, he like, uh, I, I've heard him, but, you know, that shit, like, regular. You know, like, it ain't no earth-shattering shit. It's cool and all. I'm like, nah, I don't know what you listen to. This nigga Chino Cole. So he like, all right, I'm gonna come by the crib, I'll check it out. So he stops by the crib. I'm like, man, listen to this shit, I throw it on. He listens, let the song play, gets done. He says, when you gonna throw on Chino? I'm like, nigga, that was him. He like, nah. He was like, that's Jay-Z. Like, man, I don't know about no Jay-Z and all that shit though. I was like, but nigga, I'm like, nigga, that's Chino XL. I'm like, the, the DJ nigga say it, like T Chino XL. He like, nah. He was like, that's Jay-Z. He was like, he a Brooklyn cat, you know. I'm like, I don't know about all that. I said, that's Chino. So me and him back and forth. I'm like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. It took me asking a couple other people and letting them hear it. And they like, nah, that's, that's Jay-Z. 
So I had to hit my boy up like, my fault, dude. He like, oh, it's cool. So later on that year, the whole album comes out. So I go to the store. I get Reasonable Doubt, the album. Come home. Look on the album. I see the song, Dear President. Put it on. Boom. But it's a different version. Like, the lyrics aren't the same. I'm like, oh, shit. It's called Dead Presidents Part 2. So I'm listening to it, bobbing. Bobbing my head. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, I didn't listen to nothing else. I went straight to that song. And, you know, uh, murder is a tough thing to digest. It's a slow process. And I ain't got nothing but time. You know, I'm going. I'm like, oh, my God, this shit's next level. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start the shit over. Start from the top. Hit play. Okay, I'm reloading. Y'all know the whole shit how it go. I'm listening to this album. He got the song with Mary. Taking up this time. I'm like, oh, shit. The song with Biggie. Brooklyn's Finest. I'm like, oh, my God. And it was like every beat was music. I'm like, man, this is, this is a work of art, right? So I go through the whole thing. And y'all know, we all know when we hear something or see something special, we experience something special. That day, I had it already in my mind. This dude's the greatest. Like, he's the greatest I've ever heard. Like, it was that type of impact, right? So, listen to it, live with the album. Um, it To me, still to this day, it's my favorite album of all time, of any genre of music. It's 1A. 1A is Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. 1B, These Songs For You Live by Donny Hathaway. If you've never heard that album, go stream it, go listen to it, all that shit, right? So anyway, I, in my mind, say to myself, if I ever get the chance to meet Jay-Z, I got to apologize to this nigga for thinking he was Chino XL, right? Fast forward. December the 8th, to be exact, of 2002. It's a Sunday. I'm at the crib. I'm chilling, me and my brother. We are about to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons game. Raymond James Stadium, Odell Mabry, to be exact, in Tampa, Florida. My brother like, hey, you trying to go on the sidelines for the game? I was like, yeah. Now, my brother would go on the sidelines a lot. I didn't. I preferred to watch the game from the stands. I could see better. Um, I don't know how many people have been on the sidelines of an NFL game, but it's kind of hard to see from time to time because you have so much going on. Whether it's camera crews, you got to watch the cords, the wires, all that shit. So in certain areas you can stand, certain areas you can't. But I will say, the feeling of watching a game on the sideline is unlike anything how loud it can be. You can feel like the, the vibration of the crowd in your chest, like when the crowd's roaring, um, when a play's going, how fast they're moving, right? You don't, you don't know how fast the NFL game is moving till you like see it up close and that shit is lightning quick, right? So I used to always like to watch the games from the stands. Now, a couple months, like, like, one, like a month or so before that, there was a Monday night game. My brother's like, I'm going to go on the sideline. You know, I'm like, nah, I'm going to watch from the stand. 
just so happened Jay-Z is in the building, right? So my brother calls me from the cell phone. He like, hey, your boy down here. I'm like, huh? He like, your boy down here. I'm like, who? Like, ho. I was like, nigga, you bullshit. He like, yeah, I swear. Sure enough, he's walking on the field, whatever. They put him on the jumbo trying to shit people cheering, yada, 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 right? I'm like, damn. So in my mind, I'm still thinking, 17-year-old me, damn, I could apologize to the nigga, right? Anyway, it is now December 8th, 2002. Chilling. My brother says, hey, gonna go on the sideline? I'm like, yeah, I'll right, go on the sideline. And the reason I said yeah is because Mike Vick was setting the NFL on fire at the time. I'm like, I want to see this nigga up close and personal. So we get there. I never forget what I had on. Had on a pair of jeans, some brown crocodile skin, snip toe cowboy boots, a blue and white shirt, and some sunglasses. We go. Walk in. We're on the sideline. Mike Vick walking by, teams are warming up, whatever. He's not big at all, right? He's not like overly tall or anything. He out there, you know, warming up, doing what he do. Me and my brother standing there talking, shooting the shit. I'm texting. I'm doing all type of other shit. Get going and the game starts. And to see Mike Vick up close, this dude was the fastest person I'd ever seen in my life with my own two eyes. He was so fast. I was like, oh my God, the Michael Vick experience is real. But Tampa was out there giving him hell. So game is going on. They they on Mike Vick ass. Now, mind you, that's the year the Bucs won the Super Bowl. So that defense, unbelievable, right? Right after halftime, I'm chilling. My brother and I, we're talking a little bit. Game is like going on and it's looking like, you know, Tampa got this shit. They got this shit on lock. All of a sudden, I turn around, right? Well, not completely around, but I turn to my right. And I see somebody walking towards me. And I'm like, man, I know him from somewhere. So I'm going through my mind. Y'all have been that place where y'all like, man, I know him from somewhere. And you start going through your mind like, damn, did I go to school with him? Did I grow up with him? But it's a face I've seen before. So I'm like, damn, I know this nigga from somewhere. So I turn back around looking at the field. And that's another thing about being on the sideline. You better pay attention. You better be paying attention to the field. Because if a play comes off the sideline and you ain't paying attention, you get ran over. Hey, it's going to hurt. So anyway, I turn around looking. And I tell my brother, I'm like, Kim, I know that nigga from somewhere. So he turned like, who? Like, don't write that in the Argyle joint, right? So my brother like, oh, nigga, that's Russell Simmons. But he was so short, like so little that I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that is Russell Simmons. So he walks. He has security with him. He walks off, stands off. Next person I see. Somebody come in. I'm like, I know that nigga too. I say, oh, shit, kid. And I tap him. I'm like, that's Tata. So Tata being Jay-Z's cousin and manager and all that. I'm like, that's Tata. He's like, oh yeah. Turn around, we're watching the game. We're watching the game. Game's going on. 
I haven't turned around. I, like I've, I'm not one of those people who are like in awe of people, like like starstruck or shit like that, right? Never, never been that way, right? Um, just not me, right? But I think it's dope. Don't get me wrong. Like God rest his soul. If I were to have ever, back in the day, met Kobe, nigga would have been starstruck, right? So anyway, I'm chilling. Watching the game, game going on. My brother say, hey, Mike. I'm like, what's up? He's standing to, my brother's standing um, to my left. He says, hey, Mike. I say, what's up? He say, now listen to me. I say, all right. He say, nigga. In a second, turn around, look, and then turn right back around. Don't trip. Don't be on no wild shit. Now, when somebody tell me some shit like that, that makes me think like either a wild bear, wild pit bull, Nigga with a pistol, something like that. I get nervous when I hear that shit, right? So I'm like, huh? He like, listen to me. Turn around in a second. Turn back around. Don't be on no goofy shit. I'm like, nigga, all right, man. So he was like, don't turn around immediately. I'm like, all right. So I'm chilling watching the game for about 15 seconds. I turn over my left shoulder and I look back. And I don't see shit. So I'm like, what? He was like, oh, you ain't see it. So when he says you didn't see it, I'm thinking, oh, shit. Something's off here. So it's like, turn around again. He's like, on some smooth shit, though. I'm like, all right. I turn around again. The nigga hove, Jay-Z, Sean Corey Carter, is right behind me. Nigga. I turn back around and look at the field, my heart beating, right? Oh, my heart beating fast. I'm like, oh, shit. Now, my brother knows I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, right? Huge Jay-Z fan. So I'm like, oh, shit. So my brother instantly starts laughing. He like, he's like, oh, here this nigga go. I'm like, nah, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, I'm cool. He like, all right. I can't, I can no longer concentrate on the game. Knowing, knowing that Gloria Carter's son is standing right behind me. So I'm like, oh shit. The nigga's like way taller than I thought, than I thought. Cause I've like been in the same room with celebrities and shit. And a lot of them niggas be like on some mad little shit, right? Like super short. He was much taller than I thought. So I'm like, oh shit. It kicks in in my brain like, nigga, hey, you got to speak to this nigga, man. Like you can't. Like, I, I, I can't live with myself if I don't. But I'm thinking, I can't formulate the words that I want to say. Like, I don't know. Do I turn around and be like, hey, Jay-Z? You know, I don't want to seem like a goofy nigga, right? You know, us, we sometimes we try to play, like, super too, like, too cool and shit. So I'm thinking in my mind, like, what do I say if I turn around? Because people are walking by like, hey, how are you doing, Jay-Z? You know, and he's speaking to everybody. He cool. He got this bodyguard nigga. He like a Samoan nigga, like big box head cat, right? Like uh, Frankenstein type shit, right? So I'm like, damn, this nigga's gigantic standing next to him. So I'm like, shit, what do I say? So I turn around the second time. Me and Hove lock eyes, right? Oh, we lock eyes and shit, right? Like Paul, like not on no, no such shit, right? The nigga see, I'm looking at him. So I turn around and I'm like, what's up? Like the cool head bob. Y'all know how niggas do. What's up? 
So the nigga hit me with the, what's up? I turned back around. I'm like, oh shit, this nigga hold just spoke to me, right? Oh nigga, I'm about to be part of the rock, nigga. It's the rock, right? So I'm hyped. I am so fucking hyped, right? I'm like, nigga, this nigga Jay-Z, man. Then I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I can apologize to this nigga. That's in my mind, like, this is my chance. I can tell this nigga, hey, ho, my fault. I thought you was the Chino XL nigga. I know you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and I may seem crazy, but I just got to tell you my fault, right? So I'm in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to tell this nigga my bad. Right as I'm telling myself this, our boy Pete, shout out my boy Pete. Pete, Petey Pete comes down on the field, right? He's on the sideline. He talking to uh, he talking to Ty Ty and he talking to uh, Russell Simmons. So he's like, hey, like I get a picture. Pete comes straight to me and like, hey, Mike, come hop in this picture. Y'all, I don't know what happened, but I got too cool. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Y'all. And I didn't get in the picture. And every time I see that picture, I'll be like, like, damn, I missed my opportunity. Because right after the picture, I see him lining up to take the picture. And I turn back around to watch the game. By the time I turn back around, they gone. I'm like, damn, I never got a chance to tell this nigga my bad. So, third time, or third part of this story. I got married in New York City. On May the 16th, 2015, right? That was a Saturday. My wife and I go up um, that Wednesday of the wedding. So we just chilling before everybody start coming in town. So we rent a boat, we get married, uh, cruising, um, you know, past, what's the shit? The Statue of Liberty, all that shit, right at night. So anyway, that Wednesday, my wife and I get there, Go out to eat, go back to the apartment where we're staying, chill out, whatever. That Thursday, us, some friends and shit, um, we rent a private room at the 4040 Club. Go, drink, having a great time, all that shit. Just so happens, that weekend, Jay-Z is doing the concert, the title concert for, um, it's like B-Sides or whatever, in New York. I think it... It might have been at Hammerstein Ballroom. I could be wrong. But anyway, I'm like, I'm here at 4040. What if this nigga just happened to walk by and shit? He in NY. He come, you know, all I could think of, man, if this nigga walked by, hey, I'm not fucking it up again. I'm going to tell this nigga, my bad. It never happened. So hold. If you ever listen to this episode, I just want to say, nigga, my bad. I'm sorry for thinking you were Chino XL. I'm out, y'all.